0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. A council put together by Governor Gretchen Whitmer to develop a strategy for growing Michigan's population is out with its recommendations The Growing Michigan Together Council recommends building a lifelong education system focused on future-ready skills, establishing Michigan as the innovation hub of the Midwest to attract high-wage jobs, and improving infrastructure and mass transit. State Representative Pauline Wenzel was the only Republican lawmaker on the council and the only member to vote against the recommendations. She tells us she was excited to be on the council but is disappointed with its results. supposed to come up with new and innovative. It said it repeatedly in the title that that's what we were supposed to do. And we didn't. I thought it was a stale recommendation is the best way I would word it. It's things nothing that I read in this recommendation was new. besides maybe to build a statewide transit system which is failing all over another state because people are working from home Wenzel says many of the strategies recommended are already being followed State Senator Eric Nesbitt tells us much the same some of the stuff they've recommended has either already been passed or already has been in the in the works and then on infrastructure let's work on ways to lower the cost on roads and bridges instead of increasing the cost that we've seen with the governor by reinstituting prevailing wage Nesbitt says there were no Senate Republicans on the council despite the fact he recommended one he's hoping a more bipartisan approach to growing the state can be followed in the year. The volunteers who drive Berrien County veterans to their medical appointments at the VA hospital in Battle Creek have been honored before the Berrien County Board of Commissioners. At a meeting this morning, Berrien County Veterans Services Director Maureen Adams introduced about 10 of the drivers who have enabled 196 veterans to make their appointments in the past year. She told them they're appreciated. The people that ride this transportation, they truly need the service that you provide and we thank you deeply for your assistance. Adam said even during COVID, the volunteer drivers persevered. Because of you, they made their appointments, and you're part of their recovery. Some of the volunteers are new, while others have served for years, one of them since 2007. Adam said their efforts make them part of each affected veterans' recovery. To thank them, the Berrien County Parks Department gave each a parks pass for the year, and the Veterans Services Office took them out to lunch this afternoon. The and County Board of Commissioners has approved a lease agreement with Buchanan Township for a site to host the county's new 911 tower. At today's meeting, Commissioner Jim Curran read from a resolution that will finally settle the issue of finding a location for that tower. To erect an emergency communications tower and whereas the county and the township have negotiated a 20-year renewable lease for this land. Curran said the property being leased is about 440 feet away from the county's new building in Buchanan Township. The county last year purchased that building at 500 Circle Drive in Buchanan Township from American Electric Power with plans to construct the new 800 megahertz 911 tower there. However, the plan ran into problems when Native American artifacts were found at the site. Now that a suitable site near the county's new property has been found, work can get started on building the tower, which is intended to serve weak spots in the county's signal coverage in Buchanan and Bertrand Township. The county may eventually move 911 dispatch into the building at 500 Circle Drive. A retirement open house is planned for and County Sheriff Paul Bailey this month. Speaking to colleagues this morning, Commissioner Jim Curran said as Bailey's retirement nears, friends and co-workers are gathering to honor him and wish him well. Curran welcomes the opportunity to do so. He's just such an honorable guy, and you want to do things for him. You want to help him out because he does the right things, and he's just a good man. The, the retirement open house will be Wednesday, December 27th from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge in St. Joseph. There will be guest speakers starting at 2.30. The event's open to the public. Bailey retires at the end of the month after 23 years as Berrien County Sheriff. His law enforcement career goes back to 1979. He's stepping down a year before his term ends, and Undersheriff Chuck Hyde, is moving into the position of Interim Sheriff during that year. The new Undersheriff will be Greg Sanders, the current Deputy Chief. For the eighth year in a row, the Southwest Michigan Community Action Agency is launching its holiday food sharing program sponsored by the city of Benton Harbor, Whirlpool Corporation and the PGA of America. 2024 KitchenAid Senior PGA Championship Director Brandon Haney tells us the holiday food sharing program collects and distributes around 400 food boxes and turkeys to Benton Harbor, Benton Township and St. Joseph residents and families each year. He says it's always great to talk to the people who benefit. It's one of the best parts of the program, right? We're out there for a few hours in the afternoon giving out the meals, and everybody's so appreciative of it. The community has been so welcoming to us, so it's great to be able to give back, and everybody deserves a good meal around the holidays. Since the program's founding in 2015, it has helped more than 2,800 families in the area. Families can apply to be recipients of the food sharing program now through December 18th, and applications can be picked up at several locations. We'll have a list of them at our website, but they include Benton Harbor City Hall, St. Joe City Hall, and Benton Township Hall. The food boxes and turkeys will be distributed to families next Thursday. Michigan Works of in and Cass and Van Buren counties has secured $2.9 million in grants from the state's Going Pro Talent Fund to help Southwest Michigan businesses train employees. Michigan Works Business Solutions Director Mark O'Reilly tells us Going Pro has been around for about 10 years now, and this is the late, latest round of funding that will go to 39 employers. It's a really exciting tool for many of our employers, particularly in this region, in our sectors of manufacturing, healthcare, construction, and IT. O'Reilly says Michigan Works serves as the administrator of the grants awarded to businesses. Each year, around 1,000 to 1,500 workers receive training through the program. This year is our largest ever amount, 2.9 million, uh, which we're really excited. That's going to be shared out among 39 employers across a number of different sectors. And that funding will will help them to hire new workers in 2024 and train the existing workers that, that they already have on their payroll. And also to support the many apprenticeship programs that we've seen spring up over the last couple of years. O'Reilly says, in collaboration with Michigan Works, employers will work with training providers like the Michigan Manufacturing Technology Center, Lake Michigan College, and Southwestern Michigan College in the coming year to ensure their workers have the skills they need. He says, any business is interested in learning about Going Pro should contact Michigan Works. Chickaming Open Lands has acquired a new nature preserve in Niles Township. Director Ryan Postema tells us the Trillium Woodlands Preserve is about 40 acres of wooded property on Riverside Road south of Walton Road and east of U.S. 31. It was purchased from a private owner. Chickaming Open Lands has plans to make it accessible to the public. There's no trails in our parcel. We'll be working on developing those over the next year. We also have an area that will likely be able to build a new parking lot for better access. And then eventually the trail systems and both of those preserves will be connected and you'll be able to access both properties from the new parking area. Postema says the site's adjacent to the Trillium Ravine Preserve, owned by the Michigan Nature Association. That's a desirable piece of property to protect. It was adjacent to this existing Michigan Nature Association property, so we've now, with the two properties, there's over 55 acres of protected forest and natural area. This is now the 22nd land preserve owned by Chickaming Open Lands, and it's first in Niles Township. Postema says Chickaming Open Lands is pleased to be able to keep more land in Berrien County Pristine for future generations work to add the trails could start next year. WSJm News Now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJm News Now continues. The White House denies stonewalling GOP investigators after the House approved a measure Wednesday to allow them to move along an impeachment investigation into President Joe Biden. ABC's Jay O'Brien is more. The argument has always been from House Republicans that formalizing this impeachment inquiry with a vote on the House floor like they did yesterday strengthens their case in court if they want to compel the White House and other individuals to comply with subpoenas from Congress for documents or for testimony. Republicans accused the White House of, quote, I'll quote directly from a statement from Speaker Johnson last night, of stonewalling lawful congressional subpoenas. Israel's defense minister says it'll take months to destroy Hamas, predicting a drawn-out war. Yoav Gallant spoke Thursday in an interview with the Associated Press. His comments emerged as his country and its top ally, the United States, face increasing international isolation and alarm over the devastation from Israel's campaign in Gaza. The minister's remarks underscored a dynamic that has held between the two allies for weeks. The Biden administration has shown unease over Israel's failure to reduce civilian casualties, but the administration continues to offer support for Israel's campaign with weapons and diplomatic backing. A deadly Hamas ambush on Israeli troops in Gaza City this week showed the group's resilience. Meanwhile, there's new questions about Israel's efforts to do everything it can to minimize civilian casualties. ABC's Ines de la Quatera is in Tel Aviv with details of a new report about the munitions used by the IDF. An alarming report that says that nearly half of air-to-ground munitions that have been used in Gaza are unguided, and those are known as dumb bombs. And the concern with those is that they are less precise, and so they pose a greater threat to civilians, especially in an area that is as densely populated as the Gaza Strip, one of the most densely populated areas in the world, and even more densely populated in parts of the South, for instance, where we know so many people have moved to to try and flee the shelling in the North. So this comes, of course, as Israel has been facing uh, growing calls to to try and do everything it, it can to minimize civilian casualties. In Washington, the Supreme Court has agreed to take up a case that could affect former President Donald Trump's federal election interference trial. At issue was is a law used against Trump and other January 6 defendants, and how broadly it can be applied. More maybe ABC's Terry Moran. Republicans have been saying this for months. They say that the Justice Department has been overcharging some of the January 6 defendants. And if the Supreme Court agrees with this argument, two of the four charges against Donald Trump would go away. And Trump got another boost in this case when the judge put all the proceedings on hold, pending another appeal by Donald Trump on another issue. That's his claim of presidential immunity for everything he did to overturn the 2020 election. And that appeal could delay this trial, which is now scheduled to start in March, for months. Emboldened by battlefield gains and flagging Western support for Ukraine, a relaxed and confident President Vladimir Putin of Russia says there will be no peace until Moscow achieves its goals, which he says are unchanged after nearly two years of fighting. Putin spoke today at a year-end news conference that gave him an opportunity to reinforce his authority as he runs for re-election in March after nearly 24 years in power. Giving a rare detail on what Moscow calls its special military operation, or war, Putin dismissed the need for a second wave of mobilization of reservists. It proved deeply unpopular before. He said there are some 617,000 Russian soldiers currently in Ukraine, including around 244,000 troops called up to fight alongside professional forces. Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy today delivered a farewell address to Congress after announcing he would leave office at the end of the year. Here ABC's Andy Field has more from Washington. Former Speaker Kevin McCarthy telling the House he had no regrets in actions he took that led to his own party voting to remove him from the job. Do not be fearful if you believe your philosophy brings people more freedom. Kevin McCarthy passing almost nothing in the House that received the Senate or President's okay, except avoiding a government default and shutdown. Two actions that angered his own party enough to remove him as Speaker. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. And the House has passed the defense policy bill that authorizes the biggest pay raise for troops in more than two decades. Supporters overcame objections from some conservatives concerned it didn't do enough on cultural issues like restricting the Pentagon's diversity initiatives and gender-affirming health care for transgender service members. The Senate has already overwhelmingly passed the bill, so it now goes to President Joe Biden's desk to be signed into law. One of the most divisive aspects of the bill is a short-term extension of a surveillance program aimed at preventing terrorism and catching spies. Opponents of the extension wanted changes designed to boost privacy protections for Americans. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.